Hello, my name is Eva. And I'm Eva's dad, Rich. And, and welcome, welcome to 50% identical, identical. Bridging the gap between generations X and Z, one conversation at a time. Eva, I made such a mistake last week. Oh, what have you done? Well, as you know, we have a midterm election coming up. Yeah. And and I wanted the people on my team to win. And so <laughs> and so mm-hmm. what what I did was I took some of my money and mm-hmm. I I uh, donated some of said money to some of the candidates that I wanted to see win. That I thought it'd be a close, you know, a close election, right? And what has happened ever since then is I get like four or five text messages a day from every one of them. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, now we know what party you vote for. You didn't, you didn't have to specify. Now people just know. I didn't say who I voted for. I just said my team. I know. Just said my team. No, no, the stereotype of the constant annoying text messages asking for further donations. Um, Could have been Trump. He's always asking for money. That's true. Well, now you've really done yourself in. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Fine. Here, let me give you an example of some of these, though. Hold on. This is good stuff. (laughs) So, oh, this is exciting. Here. Okay. Hi, it's Reverend Warnock. I know it's Sunday because, you know, he's a he's a pastor. Exactly. So the fact that he's bothering me on Sunday, this must be a big deal. I guess. Hi, it's Reverend Warnock. I know it's Sunday, but this is important. Experts at 538. That's a uh, company that does projections and different (laughs) things. At 538, say our race in Georgia could decide Senate control. Like, this is the most... He's saying this might be the most important race in the country. Mm-hmm. McConnell's super PAC put up attack ads to defeat me. Recent polls show me neck and neck with Trump's hand-picked candidate. To be fair... To be... <laughs> to be fair, if I'm, if I'm Reverend Warnock, I'm thinking, how is Herschel Walker close to me? How is this a close race? You know, the, the nation's all topsy-turvy. I would have... I would have probably tried to get an absentee ballot because, you know, I am temporarily away from home. Right. And But it's uh, I checked. It's too late. Well, to be fair, when I checked, I was within the the time that they said would be like, okay to probably get an absentee ballot there and back. Yeah. But not within their ideal time. And I know how anxious I am. And that's why I was not a good American citizen. Well, again, anxiety. Well, but I'll tell you, Eva, you you are a good American citizen and it would be great Uh if you could vote. But this is another example of why you might say that you're well. It actually, it's only the presidential election that's not a direct vote, but correct. You know, I think in terms, I I would be more prone to vote in a midterm. I mean, I'd vote no matter what, but 
more prone to vote in mint because it is it is direct instead of representative um although actually i was i was thinking to myself just because i love to look at everything through the angle of accessibility um a couple things one that i might need to vote by absentee ballot for the rest of my life um why is that because i don't think i'd fare very well at a polling place because uh, a lot of lines, long lines, lots of people, lots of systems in order that have to go pretty smoothly and relatively quickly to get everyone in and out. And well, I've never been a kind of person yeah. can do that one. No, I, I get where you're coming from, and you're probably correct. I would just say if you did early voting, there probably wouldn't be the same crowds. But the whole I, the whole system thing would be correct, though. Mm-hmm. But then the second problem is, is I was I was watching a video of, I believe it was. Bedrock. It was it was a person talking to I believe Bedrock about how her absentee val- ballot had been rejected because she doesn't have a signature because she has cerebral palsy. So her um, name looks a bit different every time she writes it, and her vote was never counted because she wasn't let known that it had been rejected till. I believe the October after the election. Do you think they look to see who she votes for before they do that? I don't think okay. so. Or no. I'm just saying. It's, well, um, but but I do not have great handwriting. That's and true. So I'm sure if you you know they I've tried to have like a, a signature. It is impossible to forge my signature because it it does exist but it is very specific it yeah is but very, doesn't very it but doesn't it doesn't it look the same though every time pretty much relatively yeah I think because i've got a horrible signature capitalize letters in the middle of words that really don't need to be capitalized because uh-huh. it's hard to write them the other way yeah that's unique but i'm <laughs> a little worried that if i did my absentee ballot that they'd reject it because of my motor disability which is not cerebral palsy but right. still affects my handwriting by, by the way um, by the I, voting I forgot to here here's a here's another text i got yep says 99% of recipients will ignore this text. And then I stopped reading. <laughs> I, I, I did, I, oh, but that's the thing. That's the thing is, and and maybe this is like inherited from you. Maybe this is just like a human nature thing. Yeah. Uh, when, when people try to like reverse psychology me, I immediately lean into it to spite them specifically because I don't want them to think that they can reverse psychology me, meaning they then have to reverse reverse psychology. Well, me. also, make- uh, yes. And and also, Eva, being the <laughs> uh-huh. progressive I try to be with your influence, I never want to be part of the one percent. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> away from that. Um, gosh, that was funny. That was, that was witty. That was yeah. quick. Um, mm. But no, I if, if anyone's like, you know, most people about this don't care, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, it's like a you trying to be like better than, I'm not better than everyone. I am common trash, just like everyone else who, who, you know, but don't, don't tell me most people aren't going to read it. I'm just, and I'm not going to read it. Okay. I'll by the way, the crowd. I'm don't, one thing, not most things. By the way, Eva, don't think for a second that next week when mm-hmm. we record the show, there won't be a sound bite <laughs> that says, I am common trash. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Will you put? Will you put like the reverb on it? Oh, so, absolutely! Like, yeah, very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, we we like our reverb. <laughs> by by the way, speaking of uh-huh. things with reverb, yeah, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, the MC. We've been talking about My Chemical Romance tour like 
every episode and, and seeing the tour just ended yeah we should sort of Although, very very funny because everyone was like lamenting about the tour being over and um MCR is still playing a couple more festivals and then it's a couple months of rest and they're going to Australia and Japan in 2023 so but they're not coming to where you are at no, the, I won't. not at the moment but, no, no. so they they finished up the North American part of their tour yeah at the uh at the forum or as mm-hmm. uh the car company likes to say because yeah. they pay for it the Kia forum yeah when I was uh, growing up and lived in Los Angeles, back way back mm-hmm. in the early '80s, it was just the fabulous form. Then, oh. it, then it became the great that which that was just what they, they called sold it. Back. Then they they hadn't sold out yet. The first time they sold out was when it became the Great Western form, which I think is a uh-huh. bank, and, and now it's the uh, the Kia form. But uh, they played five shows at the Kia form to finish off their tour, and the last night, what song? Was I the most excited about that they played? I don't know. Sing. Oh, they played Sing. Yeah, so that, by the way, that was taken from a YouTube recording from a fan. I hold no copyright over that recording, Eva. Just wanted you to be aware of that. We don't make money from this. We're no. just we're just some fans. Yeah. Thing was the first My Chemical Romance I, the song I ever heard. And, and it's because of you. It may have been mine. It probably was mine, too. And by the way, before I go on, because this is a podcast, I probably had another 15 seconds of that song recorded. And if you've mm-hmm. seen the look on my daughter's face, because all of a sudden, I know the way you think. She's got this picture of her head of police breaking down her door and putting her in handcuffs. <laughs> because no, I, I was... just thought maybe the episode would get taken down. But oh, yes. okay, okay. Yes, I did look anxious. Yeah, cool. No, because that's too long. Okay, it's, it's fine. It's, hey, listen, listen. Couple seconds. So, you know what? It was uh, a fan recorded it. It's up mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't claim to hold a copyright over this sound. I'm just sharing what a fan recorded. But back to uh, what you were saying, it was the first song that uh, you think that that you knew of MCR. Yeah, it's that I didn't know it was by MCR at the time. I'm not sure you knew it was that by MCR at the time because I believe you got it from Glee. Yeah, that's a little um, embarrassing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like this happened what, like 2010? How old was I in 2010? Seven. I was seven, so I, I didn't really know who MCR was at the time. But you, you me neither. I know. Well, that's because I listen. I, I really liked it. Yeah. You want to know who I thought Sing was by for years for some reason, and this is going to make no sense. Yeah. I thought it was an Elton John song, um, and I don't, I don't know why. Because if you listen to Sing, it's not doesn't sound like Elton know. John at all. But. You know who he did sing a lot of song, and this 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 goes this is this is like a a spiral because Eva knew nothing about names or faces. Like I listened to a lot of music, but I didn't know like the people behind the music when I was seven. So you sang a lot of Billy Joel to me before I went to bed, and for some reason I thought Billy Joel and Elton John <laughs> a very long time were the same. <laughs> With two different names? No, 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 no. No, no, no. You thought his name was Billy Joel Elton John? 
And then I just confused them the oh. same the same way that I confused Chicago and Rush for a very very long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's even that's even crazier. <laughs> I do not need. I don't need the names to sound the same. I don't need the music to sound. Well, similar. I was gonna say Bi- I don't need it. <laughs> Billy Joel and Elton John are least known for playing the piano, right? In their music, <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Chicago's playing, you know, they got the horn section and they had Peter Cetera back in the day. They're singing love songs. Then you got Rush with their progressive rock, you know, doing 20 minute songs. <laughs> when I was younger, right? I younger knew than I today. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I, that was a Beatles lyric and I was just, <laughs> here I stopped. Um, I'm a little loopy tonight, Eva. I apologize. <laughs> It's all good. When I was younger, yeah, I knew a lot of music because you played a lot of music. Uh huh. But I didn't necessarily know like names and and differentiate because I hadn't like forged my own musical identity. So I listened to a lot of like the Beach Boys. Yes. Um, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Joel. Sure. A lot of like eighties one hit wonders. You've had great like, taste in music. Soundtrack. Oh yeah. Wait, which um, soundtrack? It- I'm sorry. The Grease soundtrack. Okay. And uh, and the Rent soundtrack. Yes. Which we had on CD. Right. And then we also had a print CD, but I was not allowed to listen to many of the songs off <laughs> no. the print CD. No. <laughs> I remember. You know, it's like a vivid memory is that I'd wanted to listen to some of the songs on the print CD. And mom told me that I was not allowed to. And I didn't know at the time why. I've learned. Okay. But at the time, I just thought like my mom was being kind of annoying that she wouldn't let me listen to the print CD. I don't remember. Of- I don't remember giving you permission yet to listen to the Prince CD. What's up with that? I'm, well, I'm 19, and I do oh. what I want. Oh, life. okay. Um, but you had a huge CD collection. So when I, I did. was younger, especially when I was when I was very little, we had so many CDs. So yeah. I was like, I mean, I had so much music, and I listened to a ton of it, which is great because. My 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 young mind was shaped into one that loved music, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but it was it was very very good. And then I inherited your second generation iPod that I yeah. used until it broke and no longer worked. Which, by the way, they don't make me uh, technology like they used to because it lasted till 2018. That's when it broke. It was 2018, and you bought that what like 2004? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, that's short in the grand scheme of how long we used to make machines work, but, like, today, that's so long. Like, that's over 10 years. It's a long time. Anyway. Yeah. But it did. It, it did It did shape my, my music. And then, actually, I was looking at... Are you aware of this website, Scratch? The coding website for yeah. children? <laughs> yes. Uh, scratch.mit.edu. Correct. That's right. So, you know Scratch because of my brother, I believe. Yes, correct. I know Scratch because of a girl in my summer school class in between the years of fifth and sixth grade. And so I've had a Scratch account for a long, long time. And I used to listen to music because, you know, they block YouTube and they block everything like school. But you could you could access Scratch because it was educational. So people would put so I would make my own playlist. You just basically code a bunch of um, sprites that were like buttons. Essentially, they could press the button song would play. And in 2014, I had and that is to tell you how soon I got into MCR after the breakup. In 2014, I had teenagers. Is like in one of my first 
projects that I ever put on Sketch Eye Teenagers is one of my, like, buttons for songs. But, weirdly enough, and I'd kind of forgotten, I listened to a lot more Fall Out Boy back then. I had so much Fall Out Boy on my Scratch. I don't really listen to Fall Out Boy anymore. But, I did, I did have Teenagers. But, yeah. Oh, by the way, I must, I must redact. They did not announce MCR 5, the fifth album. No. Closer and closer as we got to the concert, it made more and more sense that, um maybe there wasn't going to be a fifth album announced because they were just finishing up their North American leg and then immediately going on to other legs of a tour. And that's really not, doesn't make sense. Well, I, I read that the fifth concert was based more on, I think, their greatest hits album. Correct. It was based on May Death Never Stop You, meaning that they did play Fake Your Death, which is a song that I really, really like. So that that was certainly a treat. Um, but yes, it was it was very much based on May Death Never Stop You. However, there were some, like, numbers on the backdrop and, like, people decoding them. And one of them was, like, the release date of Foundations of Decay. And then the other one was for March 23rd of 2023. So that means that that's people's new idea. It's like a cult, you know? Like, if things don't come to fruition for the end of days, we're just going to push it forward a little bit. So um, (laughs) maybe maybe on March 23rd. Which, by the way, is a day after they broke up. So by going with, like, the renewal theme, it kind of makes sense they'd release something, like, the day after right. of their of their breakup anniversary. By the way, Eva... There, no guarantees, though. Who knows? Uh, by the way, I've decided uh, throughout the entirety of us recording, I'm mm-hmm. going to let you know every time I get a text message from one of the candidates wanting to uh, ask me for money. Still happening? It just happened. While you were talking, Team Warnock here, we wouldn't text again unless it were unless it were critical. And and by the way, the Republicans have this too. They always have a midnight goal. Like if they somehow if they're if the goal isn't hit by midnight, the sky's gonna fall. But here's all I know. Mm-hmm. Last night when they had hit their midnight goal and I didn't give them any money. Didn't stop them from texting me again today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whoever's on like their political like marketing teams has to queue in with like this just a testimony for me i never want to donate to a political candidate now that i know that this happens well to be fair unsolicited text messages to to be fair you can make it stop i'm just a masochist but oh you can why don't you type stop in all caps so like the little robot. Yeah, because I'm I'm interested to see how often they text me. I was uh as you know, I'm a friend of the pod and I was listening right. to Pod Save America and <laughs> they were actually complaining as well, but they were saying what happens is these candidates they outsource to these PR companies and they they all get in each other's way and they're all like, you know, oversending and it's something that they're going to have to uh, get get fixed and figure out. So what I'm hearing is I should be doing the political PR because I think I'd do a better job. Yes. I always thought PR would be like an interesting job. Like you get to write all of like the internet apologies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a whole there's a whole uh, market around crisis communication. That's what yes, it's called. I, I follow I follow a TikToker who does crisis communication as her day job, and she will basically break down and sort of give her own analysis on apologies and crisis and PR crises, crises. And I find it very nice because her general guidelines are on like what is good and what is not are pretty common sense. Like, if the person really doesn't own up to doing anything bad, 
people aren't going to like that very much. If they don't show actual change, people probably aren't going to like that very much. Like, it's, it's, it's very, it seems very common sense. And I find it interesting how, how often people like fumble that very basic thing. Um, but yeah, I find it interesting. So we were talking about uh, music a moment ago. You'd said to me before we hit play, there was a big event, global event in music global. that just occurred and you wanted to bring Don't it up. Don't act like you weren't affected by it. I was affected, you affected. by it. I, You're affected. I'm trying to... Oh, guess what? Well, here, bring it up and then I have a comment on, on mm-hmm. affected. Okay. So I'm going to be honest... And by and by you being affected, you were affected more than me because I only realized this was happening because of my TikTok for you page. So Taylor Swift released a another album called Midnights. Um, and yesterday, almost all the TikToks that came on my page had a new Taylor Swift audio on them from some new Taylor Swift song. Um, you've listened to the full album. I haven't yet. Uh, I'm working I, on it. I have not listened to, uh, so I the guess, at, yeah, the, at 3 a.m. she dropped another seven songs. Uh, I have not listened to any of those yet. Well, let me tell you, there's there's one that you should. Oh, wait, I did listen to one. Which one? Would have, could have, should have. That's the been. one I listened to because I, I heard that I needed to listen to it. I can tell you about that one, yes. Okay. It's about John Mayer. Uh, yes, I was told. Yes, it, and that, and when with that context, you watch the read the lyrics. It makes sense. Well, right, because she was my age, and he was in his thirties. He was thirty-one, I believe. Yeah, he was thirty-one, yeah. which is a bit creepy in my personal human opinion. Um, yeah, I was born when you were thirty-one. Yes, I'm. I'm just saying, like if. That's, like, weird, right? That, like, John Mayer was 31. He could have been, like, having his own life. And, like, a stat... And, like, she's 19. Like, she's not in high school anymore, but, like, barely. Like, what kind of... That's messed up. The... Yes, the maturity difference between a 31-year-old and a 19-year-old is immense. Like, you were married. You were about to go into, what, like, grad school pretty soon after that? You... Uh, I... Yes. Yes. Like you were you were established. Eh, like I feel somewhat. Like somewhat. Somewhat. But 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 compared to me right now. Oh, I was I'm gonna I, I thought you were gonna say compared to you. I was like, yeah, you were a baby. What are you that's not a fair comparison. <laughs> no, I mean like me right now, I'm nineteen. Okay. <laughs> like if I was to date someone thirty one, would you disapprove of that? Yes. Okay, lovely. So that that's essentially that was that was so, a quick conversation. Yes, right. <laughs> that was a good one. So I will not be dating any thirty-one-year-olds until you know maybe I'm in my late twenties or early thirties, and okay. then that would make more sense. Yes, but you know, um, so yeah, I I like the lyrics. They're very poignant. Uh, kind of wish it was on the main album, honestly. Um, and I, I like the idea of like the whole theme of I would have rather just not have known instead of experienced a relationship with you because it was so traumatizing um, which is very very sad I think a lot of people could relate to the whole not specifically that experience but an experience being traumatizing that you then can carry with you forever of course yes I can relate to that 
that's just how life is honestly yeah. i feel like there's stuff in everyone's lives that like you just wish that you didn't have to experience but you made the decisions you made and that's that's what you gotta live with now forever and oops um, yeah <laughs> but uh i found it to be quite the poignant song i really liked it and then the other song that i really liked was anti-hero which i actually heard on the radio today okay um people were making fun of the lyric um sometimes i feel like everybody's a sexy baby and i'm a monster on the hill that's and a great like, lyric well people say it's like a 30 rock reference or whatever which i did i've never watched 30 rock so i didn't really get it, it was it was a reference but it very much resonates with me because the follow-up lyrics uh, were like too big to hang out something about her being like a monster like coming for the city and like whatever 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 and like uh, there are people giving like a lot of takes on it but my favorite take on it is like the way like society views women um and being like kind of like both big in personality and also big in height um, and always like told, especially when I was in my teen years, that I looked like very mature for yeah. my age, like I was older, right? I did feel like I was a monster. I felt like everyone else kind of was a sexy baby or whatever, like however society wants to view women as like tiny and petite and youthful and whatever. And I felt like I was too big to hang out. And, and like, that is sad, isn't it? Anyway, people are making fun of it on TikTok, but I like it. Uh, listen, I think there's some great lyrics in this song. I, uh, I like, uh, in, in the song Antihero, mm -hmm. I like, um, where is it? I lost, oh, here we go. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Never in the mirror, correct. It's a good song. Right? It's a good And I, then... I have, this is probably the most, by the way, most into taylor music i've been since 1989 so that that's good well i will tell um, you i still think um the last two albums are better but i do mm -hmm. like i do like this album the other uh the other lyric i, don't I really like, like folk though i only like folk i folklore. like i like folk um, yes well folklore and evermore no no no, because that was like more of a folk style i do oh. not like folk as in music i like folk punk and i like anti-folk which is like <laughs> kimia dawson and like ben folds and stuff yeah but i don't love straight up folk <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't like anti-folk i'm a hipster i don't know what to tell you um so <laughs> did uh the, the other lyric uh you'll have to explain what these things are at some point by the way well uh, uh I disguise as altruism, like some kind of congressman. You, you, oh, missed, you missed. Did point. you? I'm you sorry. Did you? Right. I, I, yeah, I lost the line because <laughs> there was an ad over it. Did you uh, to donate money to? No, there's no donation. There's just an ad over it. Did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise as altruism, like some kind of congressman. That's good stuff. I like the lyric when she says, when my depression works the graveyard shift, all the people I've ghosted stand there in the room, which I like because it's like all the people that you've left and, and mistreated and, and, and dropped when you're sad and hate yourself. You seem to think a lot more about that when, <laughs> when, when you're not feeling too good about yourself overall. You start to really reminisce about all the people that you have maybe not quite interacted with in the way that you'd, you'd like to right or left or, or ghosted although of course depression works the graveyard shift graveyard ghost lyricism truly so 
Well, I, I, I'm not a Swifty to the extent that I'm like looking at every lyric and you're like trying to figure out what it means and it's some sort of code. But I don't think it's a, yes. I don't think it's a coincidence. The two songs that we have mentioned, mm-hmm. I think, are songs that are relatable beyond T Swift. Of course, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'll tell you what happened on Thursday night uh, during Thursday night football which is uh, streamed on Amazon Prime. She uh, had an ad, right? She, she like did. And Al Michaels, who does the play-by-play, got a lot of pushback because he, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, he mm-hmm. in essence said, from, and I read this, so I did not personally hear it, but it, it came across as, I don't know why we're uh, playing this on our, on our game. Only teenage girls like her. Oh, of course. So we have to... I think, and like, I don't know where ah. the I don't know where the data comes from, but I read as a follow up that only like at this point fifteen percent mm-hmm. of her fan base are teenage girls. Well, only adult women. I that's, don't right. Like, that's right. That's exactly. Been for a while. That's what <laughs> happens. Your your audience grows with you, and at this point, it's actually only slightly more female than male as far as her fans. Yes. So she is. Uh, She's growing as an artist and her fan She's base. For the people, except not really. She is so exorbitantly rich. And she also like put out like seven different vinyl versions. I do I love it when Western artists kind of pick up on like the scams that K pop artists do and put out like seven different versions of an album. I love that. I would also like to note that when I got the deluxe edition of the nineteen eighty nine album when I was eleven years old, there was a assorted like Polaroid like copy in the um in the jewel case and that is my first photo card that i ever got it was not a k-pop photo card but i don't know why we did not call them photo we're like oh it's my polaroid it's my taylor polaroid no no it's a photo card and i got it 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 was my taylor photo card it was great loved it to bits i loved that album like i've been thinking actually a lot about like the music that i listened to in like sixth grade Mm -hmm. because i know that i listened to music back then and i don't remember really much of what it was for that for some reason because i think once i turned like 12 or 13 no, once I turned 13, so seventh grade, once I turned 13, that's when I started to find myself musically and everything before that was pretty much whatever was on the radio or on my iPod. But, but sixth grade was like the in-between year because I had my iPod, but I also had access to the internet for the first time in the year of 2014. And so much of my personality, like I, I'm about to expose myself so hard right now i was like a huge nerd fighter so it's like a huge vlogbrothers fan i was a huge dan and phil fan um like i was like i was definitely like a buzzfeed girly i watched a lot of the buzzfeed like all the stuff that people were making like reaction videos to and like cringing out i was like yes so fun um i watched a lot of the videos by react um the fine bros watched a lot of react videos and that is this is like I never say this. That's how I got into Twice is because they reacted to Like Ooh Ah on React. And that's how I that's how I started listening to Twice. And by that time, they were already in Cheer Up era. So that's when I got into Twice. So it's very formative. But I do forget kind of about a lot of the mu- music that I listen to. So I have two playlists still on my iPhone called mm-hmm. Eva's Greatest Hits Volume 1. 
and Eva's Greatest Hits Volume 2. So let's see what's on there, because I think this goes back to the time period you speak of. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's all from 2018, but maybe not. I don't know. It uh, Here's what we got on Volume 1. Mm-hmm. No Air by Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. Oh, so that's even before. That's even before Sixth Grade. I must have been like seven listening to that. Pocket Is full that of... Pocketful of sunshine? Well, it probably was on your iPod, but I made it on on my iTunes and would have put it on there. Is there a lot of Lady Gaga on there? I love the Fame album. That was like my favorite when I was a kid. I love the Fame. On volume one, we have Just Dance. Mm -hmm. And let's see, on volume two, by the way, Love Story by Taylor Swift's on volume one. Yes, love that too. On volume two, we have a second Jordan Sparks song on volume two. Uh... I was, I had taste. Yeah. So, oh, Colby <laughs> Calais. I forgot about her. Is it bubbly? I like the song bubbly. I is think, it bubbly? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologize by uh, oh. One Republic. The one where it's too late to apologize? Yes. So don't bother. I, I did like that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. did taste. That was not from 2015. That was, um... That was more from, I think, when I was, like, seven or eight. Okay. A lot of that music I listened to. Although, from my, like, scrounging around scratch and trying to find what I was listening to, I forgot that most likely the reason that I didn't realize what I was listening to a lot of the time in... Because a lot of this stuff was published in 2014 to, like, 2016. So, 2014, I was in fifth grade and then also sixth grade. But it was the summer between fifth and sixth grade that I got onto Scratch. So it was mostly from sixth grade. Um, 2014, 2015. I forgot that there was six months straight where I only listened to Nightcore. Um, and I don't know if you remember this, but do What's you remember Nightcore? When I, or who's do you Nightcore? When I only, do you remember when I would only listen to the songs that were like really high pitched and sound chip monkey and were really fast? Yes. Yeah. So that's Nightcore. Okay. <laughs> For about six months straight in sixth grade, I used my, and I believe this did stretch over a bit into seventh grade, I would only listen to Nightcore, um, which is interesting, um, but uh, it's all good. My ADHD was unmedicated, still is, but then I found Hyperpop, so I've just, I've just gone over to other really grating, really fast, really high-pitched pop music. But yeah, I was listening to a lot of Nightcore, it turns out. Um, a good amount of, like, random pop songs. Like, a lot of just random pop songs that... I don't know. I did... I had this one Scratch project that was just four looping pictures of Skrillex with bangering playing in the background. <laughs> I made that. <laughs> I put effort into that. And the time, I thought Skrillex was really cool. Like, I thought he looked cool, and I thought his music was cool, and I thought he was cool. Um, and, <laughs> and so, but it's really sad, because it's just, it's just the <gasps> four, it's just the four pictures, just slowly looping, and not fast enough, mind you, for the song, because the song's pretty quick. It's it's like a very much like a one, two, three, four. When when the actual um uh song I believe doesn't even have a four uh four four time signature and is going like 
way quicker and um it was it was quite interesting to watch but um but it was also very interesting to look back on um because mind you this uh this account that i'm looking through is eight years old at this point Mm -hmm. which how ancient i am but like (laughs) yes you're ancient all of all of 19 all of 19 yeah but so like this this I mean, one it I mean when you were born I was old enough to date Taylor Swift. That's true. <laughs> Apparently. That's Although all... she would really she'd really regret it is from what I yeah. can tell. Um, yeah. but this Green Day uh MCR Panic at the Disco Fallout Boy Fallout Boy Fallout Boy Fallout Boy I can't decide by uh, the Scissor Sisters that was the group name. Um, and they, they, so a lot of my music taste also came from AMVs, also known as animated music videos, which that came from. I was listening to a lot of, um, like My Little Pony fan music because they happened to, uh, exist a lot in AMVs and, um, a lot of like electro swing because they also listen, happen to exist in a lot of AMVs. Um, and electro swing is like swing, but, Electronic. Electri- I was going to say electric. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, a, and like some Vocaloid stuff and like, you know, but then, but then songs like Paper Planes by MIA, which I do remember that did define me in sixth grade because there was one day where I listened to that song 20 times in a row and I sat on the floor of my grandparents' living room listening to Paper Planes by MIA over and over and over looped it the entire day could not get enough of it um and then like new soul do you remember new soul i'm a new soul something something strange world hoping i can learn a bit about how to give and take do you remember that song i do not okay well someone's gonna one of our million fans is gonna is gonna be like i know that song i listen to that song apparently uh-huh. fight song is a big fan of fight song i know that this one this is my fight song yeah. back my life song prove i'm all right song uh, this was from October of 2015 that oh. I had. It's it's really good. I I love that I've always. Barack Obama was president then. Oh, simpler times. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, but I think some of my favorite projects have been deleted because I was looking for for some of the projects I'd favorited over the years because I know that I'd listen to them because I. They were mostly your scratch projects. We're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. but okay. they weren't mine. They were fa- favorites. Like I had favorited them. Oh, okay. And they're just gone. But they, I mean, they were just, to be fair, unaltered music that was ripped from the internet somewhere and then reposted on Scratch. So all the kids in school where YouTube was blocked, they could just listen to it. Have you ever listened to Little Candy Raver, Nightcore? No, I've never even heard well, of it. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, it's it's a very it's a very heartfelt love song. Okay, it's what it is. I also had I looked at my scratch favorite projects on my first account, which I did not save the password for. I changed it because 
um, when I was new to the internet, I had clicked on an image that I was trying to download and then it was one of those scam things being like, you've gotten a virus, you need to click here to make sure that it goes away. But I was like smart enough to know not to do that, but not smart enough to realize that they were lying about the virus part. So I was like, oh no, I have to change all my passwords. So I changed the password on my first account and I lost it and I've never been able to get back in. So what I have to do is I have to go into my second account and mm-hmm. then I, I find my account because it's in my friends because I friended myself, obviously, you know, bump up the follower account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in my, in, in my favorite projects on my first account, I have two favorite projects and they don't have very inventive titles. It's just one of them's called Vessel, one of them's called Blurry Face. And if you're wondering why... <laughs> I think I got it figured out. It is because they're both full, unaltered 21 Pilots albums. Each song is attached to a button, so you just click the title of the song that you want to listen to, and you can do that. This uh, this also happened for... Trench wasn't out yet, but this also happened for Regional at Best, which was um, an album that they'd put out, and, and also their self-titled album as well. But I liked Regional at Best better. Regional at Best was their second album that when they signed on to a record label, the record labels did not take um regional at best because i think about four of the songs on regional at best they repurposed for vessel but like they missed out on such gems such as kitchen sink um which has the lyrics um oh no now i can't remember they're, but they're really dumb but i love it i love it oh of course it already shows up i'm a kitchen sink you don't know what that means because a kitchen sink to you is not a kitchen sink to me okay friend does that make sense? No. No. No, 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 no. no. But if you're not going to tell... I was 13. I did sing those lyrics. Wrapped. Hey, very loose. Tyler is deep. You don't know what it means. It could mean it's something... so deep. Yes. You don't understand, Dad. He yeah. knows everything. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. So, but I loved Regional at Best because they had all of the songs. And then it also made me feel underground because it wasn't on any streaming services. So I had to go to YouTube to get the the, the songs. But, yeah. like, anyone who kind of knows much about 21 Pilots knows about Regional at Best. It's a good album, though. Kind yeah. of. It depends yeah. on it depends on your general music taste, but a lot of people who like quote unquote know music or know about music or care about music or whatever do not know who do not care for most of Twenty One Pilots because it's like cringy or whatever. Yeah, I well, like them. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, BTS going into the <laughs> army. Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? The Korean government really doesn't want bts to go into the army but if they make a an exception it'll like look bad and so like last month the korean government made a made a poll to have the public vote on whether um bts would go into the army because they really didn't want to make bts go in the army. and by the way eva as soon as i hear uh-huh. that i'm thinking to myself that's a direct democracy they're all voting <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> Korean politics, let me tell you, it's a complicated thing out there. Anyway. Yeah. Um but big hit. Sorry, hybe. It's hybe now. Um has been for like multiple years. I don't like change though, so I, I just still say big hit. Um 
they just decided bts is going to go in the military they're going to go sort of on on shifts so people will have solo projects but they're going to be reunited as a band in 2025 which is not too bad this is a really really good time though to talk about how the most people who are um imprisoned for not serving in their army is in south korea and they're they basically have like labor camps for the people who don't want to serve in the army who are like conscious objectors or whatever because they have like some jehovah's witnesses in korea so they're like no can't do it so but then they have to do work in prisons which is often worse than just doing the work in the army but at least they won't have to go to war but it's 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 a very complicated thing and i think bts would be like a great jumping off point to really talk about that sort of on a global stage but no one's gonna do that they're just gonna be like jin's gonna go to the army how's he supposed to look pretty if he's in the army they give you a buzz cut there i was gonna say they gotta cut his hair Right, it's very difficult. Well, okay, so my current my current phone background, my current current phone backdrop. Uh-huh. Um it's Taman. It's Taman from Shiny. He's also a soloist. So Shiny yeah. is a group? Yeah. Okay. Um and he's also a soloist. Yeah. He he was he was recently actually might still be in the army. He's getting out soon. Anyway. He doesn't look uh, like he would do very well in the army. What? Because he looks pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they gave him a buzz cut. He looks a lot less like ethereal. Um, okay. Although I believe for some reason he ended up being like a public. Like he stopped. He stopped being in the army army like halfway through and then became public service or whatever. Because some people have to do that. I think it was for like mental health reasons. I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> Um, but they all have to do it. 18 months. Mandatory. All males. Because sexism. Yeah. I, I gotta tell I you something. I have no one for gender equality, though. Uh, to be fair... I was just gonna so say, if I if I was in South Korea, I, I'd be very happy to be a woman. <laughs> I... Right. Exactly. No. Um, yeah. I, have, I have absolutely no want to be in the army, but I also know that they would not take me. Um, although, I saw this TikTok recently from this guy whose whole ba- brand is essentially talking about, he was in the army. He doesn't really like the army. Um, and he like, he was a medic, and he um, has ADHD, and he's autistic, though that wasn't, I believe, diagnosed at the time, but the ADHD was. And um, his army recruiter told him to lie to the army people because they had no way of checking that he didn't have ADHD and if he wanted to get into the military he he just should not tell them about that bit so he didn't and he got in so I guess maybe maybe I could I could just walk up and be like I'm fine gotta let me in but here's the thing when I went to boot camp they, I think they'd notice cause like I can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it'd be a very short-lived career for me in the military. Private Eva, come over here. <laughs> Tears streaming down my face, barely able to walk, like, panting. I can taste my lungs. I can taste, can I go home? We're, gonna, we're going on a two-mile hike. Put your backpack on. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I did it yesterday. I, I can't. My legs don't work. They, like, <laughs> the They're not moving. It really hurts. Oh, no. I need to heat up my cherry pit pack in the microwave and take a bit of a lie down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll try to 
back in with you next week. See if my condition's improved. Yeah. <laughs> One day on, four days off. That's how we do it. <laughs> useless it's very it's so bad it's very very bad um yeah there's actually there's an army recruiter whose office is nearby where i spend a fair amount of my time have they come have they come to speak to you yet well let me tell you yeah so to not give too many details of my situation away to the to our lovely millions and millions of listeners right um there, I spend a lot of time with people who I probably wouldn't otherwise spend time with, and some of them like to talk to strangers, apparently. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we're chilling out in our in our typical t- place where we chill out, and um, it it kind of, I mean, it's like it, it's next to a bunch of like shops and stuff like that. So. Apparently, he's walking around out uh, outside the army guy. And so was one of the people who I have to spend time, people I have to spend time with against my will. And we'll call him, I don't know, J. That's the first letter I thought of. Um, so, J walks in with the army guy and is you like, hear what you said? You're, you said jaywalk. That wasn't that problem. funny, but that was just the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head when I heard you say jaywalk. All right, so, so J walks, walks in. in. Yeah. With the army guy, I was like, hey, look what I found outside. Everyone is like, okay, what? I don't know what is happening. Wait, wait, wait. um, I I want to follow on. Jay brought this person inside where you were? Yes. Like, oh, my Lord. Okay, keep going. Um, And and was talking about how he's talking about, like, joining the military and whatever. He would have not been accepted into the military. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be clear. And I'm saying this kindly. Even if he really wanted to, even if he could run real fast and real long, which I don't think he could, I think that there'd be reasons that they would not let him into the military. So, it's fine. Don't! That seems rude. <laughs> that seems rude, actually. Um, so, don't do that. But, there are reasons. So, the, he's, he's just really sort of standing there, and... um the faculty member who is with us but spends most of his time in his office because he doesn't he's fine um but, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not say anything to me <laughs> we'll call him l <laughs> that's the first that's the first that's the first letter that came into my brain <laughs> different letter believe it or not yeah um all right so the faculty uh, person sitting in the office because that's the what they do so- yeah, so he, so he comes out of his office, and, and again is and I believe that I actually had to get him because he 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 gets very tuned out sometimes, and there's like commotion happening because we're like, what is how why is this guy here? Uh, Mr. Faculty dude comes out and is basically like, hi, because like obviously he's very confronted by army dude, and this guy's in like full uniform. Because that's what they do, the army recruiters. They just sort of hang out, being like, I'm like one of you. You could be like one of me. We're on equal footing when, like, you're not, obviously. Because his job is to, like, trick you into thinking that going to the army is, like, a fun thing to do. (laughs) That will give you lots of money and set you up for life. And, like, it's a a good thing. We'll teach you computers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No! Let me tell you, let me tell you. Once Google figured out that I wasn't going to college, every single YouTube video opened up with, um with army videos uh-huh. uh, trying to recruit me to the military, which I found funny because I'm not getting in. But 
a lot one there was this one um army recruitment video that compared being in the army to playing a video game because they're like here's playing a video game and then they start talking about like drone operators and it just felt very weird to me (laughs) (laughs) it felt unethical to compare playing a first person shooter to being a drone operator and like like that that seems bad like that can we just all acknowledge that that seems like a bad recruitment tactic like that's not good it does because the first Um, thing that jumped in my head is your brother might want to join the army all of a sudden (laughs) no 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 um because again real people it's really bad though because the army keeps trying to recruit people is doing such a bad job that they had a twitch channel for a while they were playing call of duty with teenagers trying to get them to join the military it's so sad anyway so this army recruiter guy is apparently trying to recruit this guy that I know. And we're all like, what is happening? So he's, again, in the in a building that, that he was invited into, this recruiter guy. Don't know why. Don't know why. He was on the street. He could have stayed there. He has an office. It's like half a block away. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, so the faculty guy is just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, um, and the recruiter guy is like, here's my card. If you ever need anything, you just let me know. Oh, and the faculty guy's like, mm-hmm, sure thing. And he just, like, waves him up. And then there had to be a very serious talk with uh, with Jay about, like, you can't, you can't be <laughs> inviting all your And then Jay was like, oh, it's all right. You know, we can still keep in contact. I gave him my number. And then we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give the armor recruiter your number. Don't. That's like that's like uh, rule one with armor. Don't give them contact information. If they come to your job fair with like the little pull up thing. You just do a couple pull ups, then you leave. If you see him on the street, you do not talk. It's like it's very. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's all good. And the worst part of it is, is even though I'm not sure anyone in that room would have been accepted into the military, the recruiter was still trying. Like that. Hey, the recruiter's got quotas to hit. I'm sure he does, but their standards are because the amount of like news pieces I've seen about like we need to get everyone in America in better mental and physical fitness because the army doesn't have people to recruit. Like I've seen multiple news stories about this. Like everyone, everyone needs glasses. Everyone's on psychotropic medication. We need to get them off of that. We need to get their eyesight better. So we can have bodies for the battlefield. And I'm like, is that the motive that we should be having here? Is that like, a real sentence? Sure. Bodies no. for the battlefield? No. Oh, good. Um, thank, although, thank gosh. We need more bodies was a sentence that the TikTok dude okay. said that his recruiter said to him about yeah, yeah. online. And, and then the comments, somebody was like, um, we need more bodies should have been a red flag. And he's like, yeah, weirdly it wasn't because I was like 19 and had nothing to do with my life. And I, you know, had really bad ADHD. So I had absolutely no impulse control. That didn't really, sh- <laughs> there were no <laughs> alarm bells that we need more bodies. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's my army recruiter story. That's a good um, story. Thank you. And, and it's, his office is right next to this Chinese food place. That yeah. I like to get food sometimes although actually i haven't in like many many months because they only take cash and it's kind of inconvenient but i'm not a big fan Uh, of the places that only take cash yeah but i'm even more of a fan of less of a fan of the people who never take cash because some people are still very dependent on cash 
Right. And even though it's like kind of illegal to not take cash, there are places that just straight up won't take cash. Well, especially once COVID started, they became totally cashless and they haven't gone back. Yes, but yeah. a lot of places it's like a, it's a law that you can't. Like I know it is not in New York, but I know it is in New York that you have to, especially I think New York City, especially that you have to do because I think like 25% of people in New York do not use cards. So, you like, you need to accept cash or else it becomes inaccessible, like, a quarter of people. So, legally, I think it's, like, an issue. It's a lot of major cities, I think, also need to accept cash. But either way, I don't... But our recruiter's office is right next to this Chinese food place. We live in the middle of nowhere. So, like, in, in, in all of, like... In anywhere that there are people, they really cram a lot in there. So, it goes... It goes, uh, smoke shop, Uh um, Chinese food place... I'm your recruiter, Joanne's. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a real, it's a, it, it spans. Um, yeah. So, it, it made me, honestly, I was a little bit afraid for a bit, honestly. Um, you were afraid of what? I mean, when the army the recruiter army, was there. Like, yeah, I was walking right past. I'm like, does he recognize me? So like, he probably doesn't care. I'm a yeah. girl. He probably doesn't, I'm probably not on his radar. Um... They only recently started letting ladies shoot people in real life, so that caused a big stir. Do you remember that? When I they do. let let women do combat? Yes. And everyone's like, oh, you can't. You have to protect them. They're fragile. I was like, all for I'm it. Fra- yeah. I'm fragile, but I think... You're not fragile, though, because you're a female. <laughs> no, I'm fragile because I'm fragile. I mean, the, ma- <laughs> the male thing. version of you would be just as fragile. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very true. Yeah. I am... I am, um... I'm made of glass. I'm like, um, have you ever seen those? I forget what they're called, but they're like this thing in glass making. We can make them. They're like drops and they're like really hard to break unless you snap like one, one point mm-hmm. and then it all like, and it all shatters. And that's how I feel like I am is, is there's just like a couple points on me. Boop, it if, all. If you hit the away. right spot, it's Immediate all gone. Collapse, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Correct. If you know the so. location, it's like. See, if it's it just it's like the the original Star Wars movie. They had to shoot the uh, the the photon torpedoes just in the right spot in the Death Star, and when they got it in there, the Death Star went kabooey. You're like the Death Star. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I am like the Death Star. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> for comparing me to the Death Star, I was always more of a Star Trek person, so it's all good. You like you like Next Generation, right? I like Next Generation. I really tried to watch the other series, but I really like how cheesy the Next Generation is, and that really doesn't keep up with with any of the other Star Treks. Have you watched any of the uh, on Paramount Plus no. the Picard show? No, okay. I know. I knew what you're going to say, and the answer yeah. is no, because um, I'm pretty sure Paramount Plus comes with ads, and I'm very it does. Resistant. It does come with ads. <laughs> yeah. I already watch YouTube and they're making so many more ads and more of their ads unskippable. It's just becoming cable again. And it gives me a headache and, you know. Well, your your <laughs> brother, anytime mm-hmm. I talk about ads, he always says two words to me. Mm-hmm. Ad blocker. Yeah, I know, but they're getting smarter. Like They're not, a, they're not a, they seem to not be as smart as my my son though. He seems yeah, to uh, he, he's, he's good. cutting edge. Yeah. But I used to use like VPN on Netflix uh-huh. to get stuff that didn't wasn't licensed in America. Right. They stopped letting me do that. Like 
and to be fair, I'm I typically use free crappy VPNs, so yeah, it, they're probably easier to detect and be like, get out of here. But did you hear? I sent you an article where they're like, in in 2023 worldwide, they're rolling out this this thing on Netflix that if I, because you know how I'm not in your house, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna stop letting me watch on your account. Yeah, I think that's like- I, I think that's ridiculous. And I know where they're coming from. And I suppose you've got to figure out how you're gonna draw a line. But I would I, I think there's a difference. No, I, don't think so. I think there's a difference between Netflix makes so much money they can show. Well, they're actually not doing so great at the moment. No, that, well, but that's why they're doing it. It's, I know. It's but they're driving away more and more of their business. And if they hadn't invested so much in really, really bad original content, because they went way overboard on that one. They spent too um, much. And, yeah, and, I agree. And and they just brought back and they tried to keep the licensing on the shows that people were subscribing and keeping subscriptions to, like, good shows with infinite rewatch ability, like things like The Office, um, like... that. I think we would be in a better position. They but lost, they made a crappy well, business decision. The, the office is on Peacock now. That was the other problem. Correct. These other everything's cable. It's cable again, Dad. Yeah. That's that. See, that's the hard part. Remember when Netflix was just DVDs that had to be mailed to your house? I do remember that. Yes. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that because I was thinking, does she actually remember this? <laughs> but yes, I do. Actually, no. Here's the thing. I do remember. I do remember Netflix DVDs. I do, but I just I don't. I only have good solid memories of the streaming service. And well, again, you never had to return the DVDs. You should just you just would remember like I watched it. You know, that was it for you. Yeah. That you correct. That was that was more. I remember like ha, there. I remember like there being Netflix DVDs. Like I remember them existing, but I never had to send it back. And then I also remember like Redbox. Like we we have like movie nights. Yeah. And we'd go to the Redbox, and you could just be like, here here's the movies they have in this little movie vending machine. Click. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Let me tell you. Last night. Mm-hmm. I was uh, out and about, and I happened to On be the town. yes. I happened to be in the same neighborhood where I went to college, mm-hmm. and I'm driving by, and I you see really were out and about then, weren't you? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> and I see this strip mall that I remember being built when I was in college, and the the grocery store that is there now was the same grocery store that was there when when they built it but on the other side of the strip mall there used to be a giant blockbuster video and when that opened it was so exciting because it was right there and they had all the movies and i look over there now and i mean i knew blockbuster was closed i was trying to see what was there but uh that i mean pre-redbox pre-netflix i mean blockbuster video i had my blockbuster card it was a big deal I'm sure it was. I was thinking today that I'm having like my quarter life crisis or whatever. Hopefully not quarter. I was going to say, we're not there yet, E. Yeah, I'm only 19. But, you know, people are living longer these days. I'm coming up on my 20% crisis. About there. My one-fifth crisis. Having a bad... Well, yeah, truly. I'm at like my one-fifth crisis. I'm like realizing that I am like I'm not old, but I'm realizing that I'm getting older as in like I am definitely cool, but there are people well, I don't think I'm cool. But I think like 
I, I was just going to keep my mouth shut there. Really, Eva, keep going. Let's hear what you want to say next. I don't think I'm cool. But I think, like, people my age are cool. Like, we're, like, the trendsetters. You know, there are people in my life, not in my life, in my age range yeah. who, like, I don't know, do, like, nightlife and... Like Jay. And he sets the trends. They... Jay does not set the <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can assure you right now, Jay does not set any trends. So, like, people of my age are tastemakers, but there are definitely 13-year-olds out there who think that they're cooler than me. And when I was a 13-year-old, like, I thought I was cooler than everyone else because, like, people who are 19 were old and I wasn't old. And I'm realizing that I'm growing into an age where teenagers are going to make fun of me and they're going to be right kind of like yeah. <laughs> like, like teenagers and I'm I used to sing the song Teenagers by MCR my Ken in a very much like yeah teenagers do scare you haha <laughs> we're teenagers but and I'm not like old or anything I'll listen to that song and I'll be like, these are good lyrics. I understand how I related to them. This is quite the jam. And also, teenagers are terrifying. They will say and do a lot of things that no sane person would do or say because they have, like, enough common sense to be semi-independent but not enough common sense to do anything else and, and so they're just yeah and, and we have so much internet access these days and it's it's terrifying and throughout this this episode and also today i've just been reminiscing a lot about sort of my general life on the internet throughout my youth and it was crazy and awful and amazing and and i'm getting old dad which I feel bad saying to you. Considering, <laughs> <laughs> considering that you are many decades old. Yeah, when, when we finish this, I'm going to call my father. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> right. Correct. 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 Well, yeah, he's he is old. He is old. Um, you're you're not old. You're older. No, than no. You. I listen. I, I get it. By the way, it was funny. I, I'm talking to him recently, and mm-hmm. he's 82. Mm-hmm. And he said he had to go because he had to go uh, every week. He sees this guy who's like 93. Mm-hmm. And my father was, you could just hear it in his voice. My father was like, I got to see this old guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's 93. Uh, oh, he's the old guy too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, we're all going to, I mean. Yeah, I know. You know we're all, we're all going to be 82 someday. I hope so. And, yeah. And, um. That's ter- I used to not be scared of getting old, but now I'm kind of scared <laughs> because when I was younger, I wasn't really scared to get old because I like I was young, and yeah. I am still young. I am still young. I want to I want to say that a million times. I'm yeah, still young. one one of my big regrets is almost every age thinking I was no longer young. Yeah, well, like I'm having to still remind myself that. I'm, but, like, there are certain things where, like, I'll see people, like, 15 or 16 who are amazing artists and are making music and are painting and are coding games and they're just, they're so accomplished. And, like, I'm 19. Wow, I haven't even done any of that. And then I realize, like, I'm 19. I have to, 
I have so much time. I can like get better at a skill. Like I can hone my creativity. I don't have like what am, what am I doing? But there's so much of a commod- commodification on on usefulness. Eva, I will I will close today by saying to you that I was, uh, and I'll tell you about this later. I did this uh, <laughs> project uh, for a course that I'm taking where it was called the Deathbed Confession. Where like you're like if you're on I'm your so- death. I know. If you're on your deathbed, what do you want to have, you know, be known for or have done or whatever? <laughs> and I had uh, learning guitar. I mean, it was more, it was bigger than that, but learning guitar <laughs> as part of uh, the things that I want to accomplish still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can, uh, as long as you're, as long as that heart's beating, you can keep trying to do stuff. Indeed, 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 which is why I'm trying to get back into uh, into writing, because I keep being told that I should write a book, which I don't really want to do, but I figure I can write something. Maybe someone will. A memoir or like a fiction book? No, like a memoir. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, I I do want to tell you more about about that when uh, we are not recording, Mm -hmm. being not recording story, but yeah, Yeah. so I I did that over the last... uh, last few days but we gotta we gotta get rolling e we got things oh. to do we're busy people i know it's late i should sleep yeah it's an hour i'm sitting here tired and i'm thinking yeah. it's an hour later where you are <laughs> yeah no it's fine it's fun. it's fun. i don't sleep very well anymore so it's all chill um it's uh, <laughs> all so good all right i'm supposed to say something about where you can find our podcast where, where can we find it well, don't worry. It's everywhere. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on Overcast. Yeah. Um, it's on, it's on Amazon Apple Music. Podcast. It's yeah. That's go to sort of the technicality. Um, really, Spotify. go to Apple. Go to Spotify. They're on the big ones. Right. And like maybe if you're like really niche and indie, um, well, you have no way to tell us. We don't have official social. Hey, media. Eva. Eva, Keep we're out of time. We gotta go. Oh. Right, we gotta go. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Our theme song, Hot Shot, is provided by Scott Holmes Music. You can find this and many other songs at scottholmesmusic.com.